Hello and welcome to this week's Shropshire Football Podcast. Uh, we're here with Shrewsbury Town reporter James Garrison and internet editor Todd Nash. So James, uh, we've had two games for Shrewsbury this week. Started off with a defeat to Torquay at the weekend. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's been pretty mixed week, Todd. Um, the defeat to Shrewsbury was really disappointing because there wasn't much in the game over 90 minutes. It was a fairly lacklustre encounter, to be honest. The two sides largely cancelled each other out. Goal-mouth chances were fairly few and far between. And then Shrewsbury conceded a really poor goal from their point of view midway through the second half, just when everyone starts to think they're coming away from playing more with a, a goalish draw, which would have been a, a decent result for Graham Turner and his side. They concede a corner and didn't defend it properly and, and end up coming away empty-handed. A massive disappointment, really. Shrewsbury started brightly enough. James Collins hit the bar inside the first minute and they looked kept the ball well for, for long periods of the game, but the cutting edge wasn't, wasn't there. They didn't force too many saves out of the Torquay goalkeeper and it's the old problem on the English Riviera isn't it I think it's, uh, it's going back to 1999 since Shrewsbury have won at Torquay they had two massive disappointments last season in the in the regulation season losing 5-0 and losing the playoff first semi-final first leg 2-0 as well so they won't be too disappointed not having to go back down there this season It was a little bit of a missed opportunity as well wasn't it with both teams at the uh, towards the top of League 2 but uh, made up for a little bit on uh, Tuesday night with a win against Bristol Rovers. Yeah, it was a missed opportunity last Saturday. Shrewsbury could have gone third with a win with the other teams not playing and Southend losing, Charlton manager at Hereford. So that made it doubly dis- uh, doubly important. They got it right on Tuesday night at home to Bristol Rovers. And it was a, it was a, a real nervy night, really. Shrewsbury, again, had plenty of the ball. Again, perhaps didn't create as much as, as Graham Turner would have liked for the amount of ball they had. But they got there in the end, four minutes from time. James Collins popping up with a, an all-important goal. He's 10th of the season. He's on good form at the moment, isn't he? Three goals in, in four games. So that was a really, really important win. And you look at League Two ta- League, the League Two table heading into this weekend and it's so, so tight. Six teams separated by just two points. So massive, massive game. Each and every outing now for Shrewsbury's huge. 17 games to go in there. It's a horrible cliche, but they really are all cup finals. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned about James Collins being back on form. It was only last month that we were saying that the strikers were uh, were struggling to bang in the goals for Shrewsbury. And now Collins, as you say, he's got three and four and Terry Gornall scored one as well. Yeah, he's really stepped up to the plate, James Collins. They, they, they've needed it. They they were struggling for goals a little bit. Marvin Morgan was obviously, obviously suspended as well. So someone needed to pick up, pick up the baton and carry it forward for Shrewsbury. And Collins has been that man. He's looked really sharp for me since the turn of the year. He had well documented off the pitch problems at the end of last at the end of 2011 but he's come back from that and he's looking really strong at the moment and I think Marvin Morgan's back for tomorrow's trip to Barnet so I think it will be James Collins plus one other he's in that good of form at the moment and it's up to Graham Turner to decide whether he goes with Morgan or sticks with Terry Gornell and speaking of strikers uh, Matt Harold returned to Greenhouse Meadow on Tuesday what kind of reception did he get yeah very good very good um, nice guy Matt spoke to him earlier in the week and he He's always got a few minutes for the press and I thought he did a decent enough job last season. He only got nine goals, which he would have been disappointed with. He'd have been looking for more than that. But he, he did bring a lot to the team and was part of a side who came within the, the brink twice of promotion and obviously ended in, in disappointment. I think everyone was a little bit surprised when he moved down to Bristol Rovers in the summer. But I thought he had a decent enough 45 minutes on Tuesday night, put himself about a bit, won a few balls in the air. Shame for him that he had to go off on at half-time with an injury. But the a good reception and uh, I'm sure Matt Howell will get a good reception each time he comes back to Shrewsbury it's looking very tight at the top now isn't it uh, there's only two points I think t- separating the top six it's uh, it's anyone's really yeah very much so it's uh, every weekend now people will be looking at the other teams at the top and seeing how they get on Shrewsbury have just got to try and keep 
their own house in order and they've got two massive games haven't they in the next few days Barnet tomorrow Swindon on Tuesday night that Swindon game is going to get all the attention but tomorrow's game at Barnet is just as important important Shrewsbury's away form has been a little bit flimsy at times they've they've lost seven times on the road this season which although it's not a disaster it isn't it is maybe a few more than, than Graham Turner would have liked it's more than any other side in the top nine of league two so the home form is absolutely formidable they're, they've been fantastic at home but they, they would just like just to tighten up that away form a little bit and moving on to uh, AFC Telford, who haven't been in action quite as much as Shrewsbury <laughs> in the last week. No, they've they've been kicking their heels for the best part of two and a half weeks now, haven't they, Andy Sinton's side? And they'll be desperate to get back to it tomorrow night against against oh, tomorrow afternoon, sorry, against Braintree. Massive game for them at home. They had a run out in midweek, didn't they? They won five nil, couple of goals for for Carl Perry and one for the new boy David McDermott. I think Shane Killick and Nathan Rooney were on target as well. So that was a great run out for them and. It served its purpose, I suppose. It got 90 minutes under the belts of a lot of players and a big, uh, a big comfortable win over what was a young Mansfield t- team. I don't think we can read too much into that, but Andy Sinton will be happy with the way that's gone and now will be looking for three vital points on, on Saturday tomorrow. Yeah, three new signings uh, all lining up. David McDermott, John Brown and Ryan Brooke. Are they going to fit straight in, do you think? Or? Yeah, I'm led to believe from people who watched the game that all three did well. Obviously, McDermott was the big success story with a goal, but led to believe that the... Tr- the trio all played their part in, in an impressive performance and it needed a bit of a fresh injection, didn't it? Telford were just in danger of stagnating a little bit before the cold weather came in. Andy Sinton acted before the end of the January transfer window and obviously bringing in McDermott just after that. So it's all to play for now. Telford have got a massive game tomorrow, as I say, against Braintree. They're not one of the more fashionable sides in the league, even though they're tucked away in mid-table. It's not a Wrexham or a, or a Luton. Telford will look at this type of game, Braintree at home, mid-table side, and think, realistically, if, we, if we're going to stop, these are the games we need to be winning. We also saw a, uh, a short return for Adam Proudlock coming back after his broken ankle. Yeah, that's re- really good news for Telford. I am uh, always have been a, a fan of Proudlock. I think he's a lad of great ability um, to, to have him out for as long as they did with the, the ankle problem that, was a massive blow but he's back He two and a half minutes or, or maybe a bit more on, on Tuesday night it didn't matter it was good to see him back there and I'm sure Andy Sinton will want to see a bit more from him in training and maybe another behind close or, or maybe another friendly game but if he can get fit for the last what eight or ten games of the season it's going to be a big bonus for, for Sinton and Telford and uh, moving on to what's the big news of the weekend or the week really is uh, Wolves sacking Mick McCarthy after the Black Country derby a bit of a humiliating defeat there against West Brom but uh, did you see it coming? Um, I think it was always going to be difficult for McCarthy to survive once they'd lost 5-1 I think there was a few people with the the knives out for him anyway and and that just really was the final nail in that particular coffin he's done a good job hasn't he he's been there five and a half years and rescued the what looked like a really doomed championship campaign when Glenn Hoddle departed and managed to take the team forward, got them promoted and kept them up there for for three. this is their third season. I think he perhaps lost his way a little bit this season and Wolves have hit a bit of a buffer. They're struggling to play with the same type of zest and freedom as the likes of Swansea, Norwich and of course Albion on, on Sunday. So I think no one's overly surprised the decision had to be made it was made on on Sunday night and Monday morning by Wolves and now we'll have to see what happens were you surprised to see McCarthy go Todd? Not particularly I mean I watched the watched the game on Sunday and I mean I, I've seen Wolves play a few times over the past uh, year or so and, and I haven't seen them play that badly they just looked so bereft of ideas they they didn't look very dangerous when they went forward I mean West Brom 
they looked more like the home side than Wolves did. I mean, it was the manner of the defeat was pretty humiliating. And after the way that the results have gone the last few weeks, I, I wasn't surprised to see see the decision be made at all. Um, I mean, obviously, there's a few candidates in the running. It looks like Alan Kerbishley's the front runner at the moment. What do you make of that? Yeah, I think that'd be a good move by Wolves. Kerbishley's been out of the game for three and a half years, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's not been following the game. I'm sure he's been keeping close tabs on it. I heard an interview with him earlier in the week where he said he's perhaps been a little bit choosy in the jobs he's had but this is a, a decent opportunity for him it's a Premier League club it's a chance to get back worked wonders at, at Charlton Denis earlier in the in his career he kept them in the Premier League I think they finished 7th and ninth. it was interesting I was speaking to, to Graham Turner about it earlier in the week and getting his views as an ex-Wars manager and he was saying Charlton said at the time that Alan Kerbsley had taken the team as far as he could and that was when they were in the Charlton were in mid-table in the Premier League and now of course they're down in League 1 so that was a a very valid point made by a former Wolves manager. I think it's a Wolves need to make a long-term appointment. I have heard some suggestions of restricting it to 13 games and just getting through to the end of the season. For me, if I was in Steve Morgan's shoes, I'd be looking to put something in place for longer than that. If of course, it's important they stop up and it's a huge bonus if they do, but they have to try and put something in place for three or four years. The likes of what Swansea have done, really, with Brendan Rodgers getting something in place there. And I think Alan Kirby is the man to, to do that for Wolves. Yeah, I mean, as you say about the 13 games point, it's uh, it's important to know it's not quite too late. I mean, West Brom sacked Roberto Di Matteo and uh, Hodgson took over at the same point last season, 13 games to go. And, you know, he really arrested that slide and, you know, helped get them back towards the mid-table. So, you know, of any luck, whoever Wolves choose will help them get back up there. Yeah, I think there's still, still enough time because it is so tight. But uh, Wolves off this weekend, of course, no game for... For them, they're not back in action until next Saturday at Newcastle. So, a huge weekend for the Shropshire teams. Let's hope Shrewsbury can do it at Barnet. Telford can do it at home to Braintree. And we'll uh, reconvene next week for the podcast and assess what, what's happened. Indeed, yeah. Good luck to all our Shropshire teams this weekend.